Kia ora and welcome to the Designers Institute of New Zealand Decast series. My name is Andy Florkowski, Director at RCG, and today we are going to be talking about and discussing uh, a project that we undertook for Te Tūra Whiri Itereo Māori, the Māori Language Commission. I've also got Jody Mickelson from Millican Ontario and Anton Agnew from Ortex Acoustics on the line. So kia ora and good morning to both of you and thanks for, for joining in. Morning, Andy. Thanks. Thanks for inviting well, us along. The... Oh, great to have you on the line and, and, and thanks for coming and sharing the discussion. What I, what I thought I'd do is kick off the discussion this morning just with a bit of context around Te Tauta Whiri and the project that we've all been involved with over the last year. Um, and for our listeners' pleasure, we started this process with Te Tauta Whiri in mid-2020. Um, they're a very special organisation with uh, a lot of mana. They're tasked with the revitalisation um, and protecting te reo, so the language, the indigenous language of this place, Aotearoa, New Zealand. So they came to us and asked how we could support them on a, on a journey with creating a new workspace environment um, for them. Um, quite an interesting brief where it was an old 1980s concrete uh, and heavily glazed office tower in the middle of uh, Te Whanganui Atara, Wellington. Um, and they really wanted to embed a new visual narrative that they'd recently had created, um, which had some really beautiful tones and dark purples and oranges and the burnt, burnt yellows, um, but really focused around uh, a niho tanifa uh, form, um, which speaks to resilience um, and connection. So... We looked at this initial floor plate and their existing brand identity and thought, how can we uh, create a space to really echo the language? Um, and working closely with uh, Anzac Tasker at DesignWorks, he came up with this phrase, hiwahi paoro o te reo Māori. So we really wanted to create a space to echo that language. And I think they had probably had some preconceptions around how they might approach uh, a workplace environment um, and actually... Uh, bringing some of the, the reo into the space, but we thought it's probably the, the, exactly the opposite. So how can we use and, and, and frame this existing environment, these bare walls and floors and surfaces to actually support corridor? Um, where we got to with that was actually looking at um, tukutuku as a, as a form of spatial orientation, but also decoration as well. And that came about because of the Niho Tanifa within their, their visual identity. Um, uh, Niho Tanifa being a, um, a very strong form that, that comes in through Tukutuku. So we thought, how can we use that as an idea and start to push this um, heavily throughout the space? Um, and that really got us thinking um, about the surfaces. So how can we use Tukutuku as a spatial orientation device um, so through that, we, we wrote down a, a, a list of people that we thought we could partner with and essentially bring into this um, initial conceptual conversation to look at some of these narratives that are um, very particular to Te Tauruwhiri and how can we bring them um, to life in a spatial sense. So Jody, we, we probably reached out to Millican very early in the piece um, and we really wanted to see if we could create a bespoke 
custom carpet framework that could essentially inform how furniture was orientated. And I think what, just for our listeners, what I mean by that is um, we were creating bespoke furniture pieces that had a really strong connection, or we wanted them to have a really strong connection with the actual carpet plane underneath. So how could we use uh, the modular nature, if I can call it that, of carpet tiles, um, like as in the structure of a tukutuku panel, and bring it to life? Um, so, I mean, when we came to your team, we were we were really asking about um, how, how can we go about creating bespoke designs within that surface plate and, and I guess how, how you could support us through that journey. Um, Jody, do, do, do you want to talk a little bit about how we've, I guess, come to what we have through this this journey with you? Yeah, and, sure. Um, so, I guess the processes um, that you have support us, us with? Yeah, so I guess um, Millican on Terra, um, we really do pride ourselves in being truly able to help where you've got a brief like you did in terms of being able to customise. So, um, and when we got the brief, um, our design team in Sydney looked at it and we were able to very quickly turn around custom type, you know, sampling and to get a look mm. and feel that was going to work for you with the project um, after the brief. So that that's sort of what we do a lot of and being able to really customise to really make all projects, and particularly this one, as unique for the project as we can. Um, and I guess we could turn sampling around very quickly. So we're sort of a six or seven day lead time for customization. Um, and and then it's just a little bit of toing and froing to get the right, you know, product or, or the look correct, which uh, our, our Sydney design team were able to do that. So Belinda worked on that with you and to get the, you know, the desired look and feel. Is it like, I mean, we, we were quite specific with the colourway and I think something we were, when we we're looking at with the surfaces was really trying to get some strong earthy tones and in, into that carpet space. And um, what we also did within those carpet tiles was create a little custom notch on all the four corners. So it yes. really did mimic um, the look and feel, but also kind of the, the, the structural qualities, if I can call it that, of, of a tukutuku panel. Um, how how easy is it for your team? And I guess what considerations do you give with uh, kind of customization to those yarns and threads and trying to take on board, I guess, a, a brief from the designers and architects and, and, and respond to that? Like, is, is there a base palette essentially that you draw from there, Jody? And yeah, I guess so it must we, be quite um, hard to really end in with the space and, and not, um, I guess, you know, dominate it too much, so to speak. Yeah, I guess the difference is that we use, I guess, a blank canvas. So we use a digital dye injection process. So that means that you start off your, um, the, the unit, the tile, um, is a blank canvas. So we can really customise the colours, working with what other colour, you know, what are, whatever your colour story is, whether it's Pantone, Dulux, Resine, for example, an Ortex colour, we can... Uh, customise right down to exact in terms of the colour mm. palette. Uh, and then basically we can create whatever pattern design that you want. Um, so we use, as I said, a digital dye injection process. 
So it's literally like as precise as you as you want it to be, if you like. So that's how we can get and I, it. Yeah, I, I, I have to stress, like your designers did a fantastic job because we were very particular about um, the size of some of these notches within the corners of the carpet. And, yeah. and, and the reason for that is because we actually took the negative and, the, and some of the details around those notches all the way through the furniture. So yes. essentially like what that carpet layout um, and detailing within that carpet plane allowed us to do was to create a really responsive framework um, for how that space is used. So there's probably three or four different furniture pieces I think we ended up on, but each yes. has got detailing that specifically references that carpet. So um, I have to say, like, credit, credit to your team in turning around some of those, uh, I think, samples and um, specifically this, the, the set-out measurements and, and, and how that responded to the furniture, I think, was, like, absolutely spot on. Like, it really yeah. has given them quite a unique uh, view on the space and, like, completely dictated by the carpet, which I think is really, really special. And that's the other thing, uh, Andy, is if you supply DWG plans, we can do all that layout work for you which takes a bit of that guesswork or you having to it's, it's a it's a chore you don't have to worry about our design team mm. can work with you as well with a dwg plan to get those layouts as precise as they need to be so when it gets mm. handed down to installation it's exactly to work um oh look it took um it took a lot of the guesswork out of it but i think what was really yeah. special about that process as well is we could start to visualize um, a number of different spatial configurations based on the types of conversations that that organization was going to have as well. So sure. um, there's large hui setups that have quite quite significantly sized bench bench seats, um, yes. as well as pole footy setups with individual seats. And it's all based off um, some of those configurations that we're able to come up um, through that exercise and exploring how that carpet could essentially um, inform that, which was, which was really cool, which is really cool. cool. I'm pleased it worked um, well. I mean, we want to be able to do more. Of. <laughs> it's, it's worked very well. No, it's, it's worked incredibly well. I mean, like what I really like about this as well um, is that is a, it, it is a completely different take on a, I guess, a traditional narrative and um, I guess a culturally significant um, kind of uh, art form and, and, and way of communication and, and uh, reimagining how that can be used within the space and. I guess, applied through different surfaces and working with people with, like yourselves to um, ensure that's embedded in a really effective way. So it's been really successful. Um, something else that we've really tried to expand on through that through that use of uh, tukutuku, the ideas of tukutuku, um, has been through the wall panelling, probably in a little bit more of a um, literal translation through the artwork itself. Um, but Anton, we, we, we also drew on the expertise um, of Ortex and yourself at the time just to see um, how we could get the, the colorway of the visual identity um, and some of the expressions and the pattern work kind of brought to life through repetitive tiles. Um, in, a, in a similar manner to, to, to how Jody and Milliken have helped with the repetitive nature and making sure that we can get something that um, I guess speaks to the narrative, but also brings the space to life. Um, I guess those acoustic panels that we've used um, predominantly throughout the workplace on the walls um, have really provided, um, I guess, a, a, a backdrop to bring that, that identity to life. 
Um, can, can can you walk us again, maybe a little bit just through some of those processes and, and the design journey that, that we've been on together to um, bring these patterns to life, essentially, and just some of the techniques involved um, by you and your team, Anton? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Andy. Um, yeah, so uh, Titara Fiti was um, was was a really exciting project for us to be involved in. Um, yeah, we we consider ourselves as as innovators, and uh, we're always excited when we can sort of step outside our out the bound outside the boundaries and outside our comfort zone to create a sort of bespoke solution to um, an exciting project like this. Mm. Um, so the medium um, in this instance was a product called um, Cube, Ortex Cube, um, a 12 mil thick product. It's a, it's a sheet form product, um, 1200 by 2400 mil. And it, it really lends itself to a whole a wide range of, of customization. Um, so we, naturally it was going, going to be the best fit for this project. Um, but the, the Tukutuku um, design um, in those smaller 100 by 75 mil um, repetitive tiles yes. was um, we had just just to think a bit, a bit outside the square to to achieve that format um, without it looking like a panel. So it yeah. looks more like a tile rather than the native panel form of the product. And it's interesting so, you say that because, I mean, when we first came to you with the idea, we really wanted a little bit more craft, I guess, embedded into those wall planes. So I, I, I remember saying to you initially that like we've got an idea to have these tiny little kind of patchwork module <laughs> um, tiles, and it's, you know it's going to take someone a day to put together on the wall, but it's going to be beautiful. And I, I guess this, this is when you came to us and said, "No, no, you, you've got it all around the wrong way," and you could, I guess, support that idea, but through a slightly different method and, and much easier <laughs> way, way of installing and procuring, which is great. Absolutely. We, we wanted to keep the install, the installation of the product um, to a, a minimum and, and to make it easy to sort of replicate what is, um, you know, quite an intricate design. So we we went with our standard panel form product, but we um, we have a CNC router on site at our factory here in Avondale, Auckland. Um, so we CNC routed um, 30 degree V grooves into all the horizontal and diagonal um, axis or planes. And uh, then the the vertical of each tile um, was, was um, achieved using a 45 degree V groove just to um, offer a bit of bit of difference there a bit of differentiation yeah um the the big issue i think that we came up against initially talking to you andy was um our colorway um so cube comes in a choice of 23 colors um now we we don't dye um our cube uh, product at all we we it's manufactured using raw fibers in a range of different colors um, um that are blended um in a in a vat and then uh, they go through a, a series of um, needle punch machines um, 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 to tease those fibers together and create the finished finished color. Yes. So we, we were limited to our existing 23 colors and unfortunately none of them quite hit the mark. So what we did is we took um, Vertiface uh, from um, another range of products. It's a felt like two to three mil fabric um, with a textured finish uh, velour finish, and we took, um, we managed to isolate. Uh, I think there were, there were two colours from that range: um, the cinder and uh, the simba. Yeah, there was and, the lighter, the lighter kind of um, oranges and yellows, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. So what we did is we laminated that to the cube first, and then we CNC routed it, and it created an, an amazing effect with the the dark grey um, cube backing. 
But I actually think like in hindsight, it's worked a lot better because it means when we've washed those walls and you get that really nice shadow play, the actual depth and lamination that you're talking about, you get that punchy, darker color. So the pattern work and those kind of Niho Tanifar expressions really do sing through. Um, it, 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 your hindsight's funny, isn't it? Because I kind of think now if we'd done it all in the same color, it probably wouldn't have had the same um, kind of cut through within that space. So it's, um, it's, been, it's been a, it was a fantastic suggestion and really, really good effect. And funnily enough, now like those colors actually work perfectly um, with where that visual identity um, sits, um, which, which is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the the other big consideration for us was to try and minimise waste um, with these products, with it being a, a panel form product. Mm. Um, so the great thing about it being a re repetitive pattern at, at, at um, 75 by 100 mil is um, we were able to work with that pattern within our, within our existing panel um, dimensions. So when the elevations came through with site measures, we checked them off against um, the dimensions of the pattern um, and, and you know, worked within those parameters. Um, to minimize waste, we also used any offcuts um, that we possibly could. Yes. Um, so to keep waste at an absolute bare minimum. Um, we also used a peel and stick backing on uh, all of the, the sheets slash tiles. Yeah. Um, again, to make it a lot easier for the, uh, the installers um, on site. Um, but uh, yeah, all in all, um, yeah, success, a successful project. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, like, I think what's really nice, I think, about both of those examples is that the client brief, um, war, uh, sorry, the client budget really uh, wasn't that much. <laughs> so it, it actually allowed us to um, think heavily about how we treated those two surfaces. Um, and did less with the partitioning and really um, kind of dividing up the space or kind of messing with the space too much and actually, um, I guess, innovate a lot more with, with how we thought about um, the substrates within the, within the existing workplace. Um, but I think subsequently out of that process, we've got a really, really innovative solution um, with both the carpet and those wall finishes really talking to other quite strongly. So... Um, another thing with the set out of those walls, Anton, was that yes. the panel width actually works perfectly with the cutout of the carpet as well, as does the mm -hmm. lighting, as does the furniture. Like everything in that space is um, done with a really strong um, purpose in mind. Um, but even the the modularity of the tiles that you've come up with is is well now. We're able to use across other furniture pieces, uh, other sorry, other furniture pieces and other walls. So. There's about Absolutely. 50 expressions, I think, of the Niho Tanifa that the, the, the graphic designers have pulled together. And I think we're actually able to achieve um, most of them just by flipping the, the colorways and just, um, I guess, uh, applying them slightly differently across the, across the tiles, which is really cool. And I know you're um, currently working on a level the level above, sorry. So it'll be interesting to see how this gets applied in a, in a slightly different manner there as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, having been there before with the level below, um, you know, we um, yeah, we, we, we're confident we can we can uh, get you a good result on level eleven. Um, much the same principles are being applied. Mm. Um, the other thing I forgot to that I should probably mention too is the recycled components of of the product. Um, 
every one of those 1200 by 2400 panels contains the equivalent of 111 600 mil plastic bottles in recycled plastic absolutely yeah so and i know that that fits in with um you know the um the original client brief as well around uh, around sustainability absolutely absolutely no um they, they really wanted us to think strongly about um yeah, use of space, use of materials, and just the the, the end-to-end life cycle with those products as well, and um, just ensuring that it has been thought about um, the whole way through so we're not left with, um, you know, shifting an entire fit-out to, to landfill at, at the end of the process. Jody, yeah. is that something Millikan's on board with as well, or, or, or could you yeah. talk a little bit about some yeah. of the sustainable processes, I guess, through the... Um, the carpet application as well? Yeah, absolutely. So Millican, um, we're, you know, green uh, star all the way. Um, sustainability is huge with the um, full global business across all manufacturing sites. And mm. um, we, with that carpet tile in particular, it's an acoustic backing, which minimises, um, it's a nicer acoustic um, and a better feel, but also saves, you know, you get a much longer life with having an acoustic and a yes. cushion back on the back because you're not, um, so we don't use any PVC, no bitumen, um, full life cycle and recycle story as well. And that's the other mm. thing about when we do our layouts as well is that we try to minimise any waste in terms of cuts um, where we place tiles, what we can reuse on site. Um, it's all uh, complete, you know, we've got a huge green story. And I think credit to both your teams as well. I think we had very little waste left over at the end of the project, which was fantastic. Um, and I think the small amount that they that they did have is actually going to be reused um, for the level above anyway. So... It's yeah. it's nice that we can get to the end of the project without having, um, you know, an excess amount of offcuts and and challenges there with the client asking us why we've ordered too much or whatnot. So, yeah, sure. so yeah, yeah, that, that was fantastic. Hey, it's so, something else um, that I'd like to touch on with both of you as well is. The, the, the narrative that we had through this with Tukutuku was obviously um, quite a bespoke angle and something different. I mean, is, is, is this um, something you, you see with other projects and, and, and help, I guess, other architects and designers um, when they come to you with quite, I guess, unique requests like this? If I can start maybe yeah. with you, Anton. Uh, around the Tukutuku design specifically? or No, not, not Tukutuku, I guess... Um, more, more more narrative and I think bringing bringing ideas to life with slightly different um, I guess innovative approaches yes um, yeah. and, and really providing bespoke solutions I mean like the, this was kind of one from left field and I, I know you've probably had them before as well but is, I mean is this something you're seeing more and more of um, especially we, to you know tell Maori um, narratives and stories and people wanting to, to treat spaces slightly differently through kind of storytelling and surfaces absolutely yeah um we yeah absolutely we're seeing more and more of the uh, sort of the, the custom bespoke um requests and and to be fair like we uh, yeah we we enjoy it we enjoy getting involved in in um in this type of work and uh, we enjoy the challenge 
um, the we, we geared up to being a, a local New Zealand manufacturer based here in Auckland. Um, we have relatively short lead times to turn around um, bespoke products rather than having to order product in from Europe or, or elsewhere. Um, we also have a, a really talented team of designers and design engineers um, at our, at our uh, head office. Yes. And um, the I guess the, the nature, especially of Cube, the product that, that we used here on this, this project, the nature of Cube just lends itself to so many applications. We can CNC router it. We can um, we can uh, cover it in, in etch as we have done here, and we can laser etch that etch. Mm. Uh, we can now print to um, to Cube, and we're currently uh, trialing um, different uh, timber print textures as That's well. Fantastic. To, Nice. Um, and then we can also fold it into three-dimensional um, objects or mediums like, uh, you know, um, acoustic fins, acoustic mm. ceiling fins and um, the like. So, um, yeah, there's there's so many possibilities. And, um, yeah, we we are seeing more and more um, demand for, for custom product on, on projects. I mean, what, what I really like about this is it's a very, um, I guess, decorative um, very uh, kind of embedded with storytelling to a very functional product, which I think is fantastic. You know, it really starts to, I guess, challenge how and why it's used, um, but also push the spheres of, you know, em- embedding those stories into something that might have been quite a, um, as I say, you know, functional functional use of material, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, you're achieve, achieving sort of two outcomes here. Um, we're treating the, the, the space acoustically, um, and we're, we're sort of working in with that design narrative. And you must be very much the same as well, Jody. Like, I mean, I, I, I know through your meeting, it's obviously a medium, so it's obviously a lot more visual, um, but this must be something, um, particularly with the customization that you offer your clients, you know. Um, you, you must get these requests quite a lot. I mean, involved in other projects. Yeah, definitely. The, so um, probably 60, 60% of the projects I'm working on now um want something to be custom and unique to that project, which with our, um, you know, customization capabilities with a simplified four-step process of concept, design, refine and produce, we can ensure a carpet sample will be created within four days from concept and and delivered within three weeks from date of order if that's needed. So we're manufacturing in Sydney. So again, you know, we're really pretty good lead times um, as local as we can get it for a, a you know carpet tile manufacturer we offer different bases at, to create different textures and I guess price points but um, you know the project requirements it's just we can do while still achieving a personalized and sophisticated design, by following yeah. a design process of inspiration and exploration and execution is what we really want Millican to be known for. And that's really what mm. um, I love about working for the company is that we can do that, be specific for projects. Well, I just think it's fantastic where the industry is at the moment, it's like specifically from air seat and kind of design and architecture, just the... Um, opportunities and options that are available these days are just endless um yeah and i think these are two great examples of um, the use of two substrates and, and and how we can push them talking together um treated in slightly different ways but really bring a narrative to life that's you know very very unique to that space and 
um, and hasn't been done before as well, um, which I think is fantastic. And I think you've both done a, a really, really great job with your teams on this project. Yeah. Thank that you, Andy. Right. So, I mean, Thanks I think maybe, maybe we don't get there, but I think, like, thank you. <laughs> Look, no, it was, well, thank you for your support and, 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 you know, authentically bringing these ideas to life and um, really shaping the way um, that Te Tūra Whiri Te Reo Māori actually view and use this space. And um, I was talking to uh, Naiwi Apanui, their, their CEO, last week, and he was saying that the the staff, in his words, scrap over the use of the over the workspace, and um, they've got a long list of um, external parties really wanting to come in um, and, and, and utilize um, this wonderful space now. And I think that's um, you know a, a big thanks to our you know valued partners um, like Millican and, and Ortex for for helping us bring this to life in a really unique way. So I think thank you both for your your wise words today and shedding a little bit of light on this project. So um, to, to Jody and Anton, thanks for thanks for coming on board and sharing something this morning. Great. Thank you, Andy. And um, it also, um, you know, big ups to you for, for your, for taking the, the client's brief and and, uh, and designing it as you did. You know, it, it looks remarkable. The yeah. finished product. <laughs> team, that, uh, team, team, effort. team effort. The team effort, I think. It's, um, it, it's, it's always... Um, a lot easier when the client's on board and I think believes in uh, the concept to really push this as far as we can, um, as we can, you know, um, inspire them to, so to speak. Um, but I mean, DesignWorks and, and um, Anzac Task have played a big role in this, as did the as did some of the, the local artists. Um, Nate today was another one, was a local carver um, from Wellington who helped with some of the bespoke door handles and some of the other mediums within there as well. But it was a yeah, true team effort with this one. So, yeah, thank you to all involved. Excellent. It was great to be involved. Thank, thanks, cool. Andy. Thanks, thanks for Andy. our listeners for jumping on board. Thank, thanks, Jody. Thanks to the listeners for, for jumping on board to this decast today with the Designers Institute of New Zealand. Um, please feel free to leave us a like, a share, a comment. Um, it all goes a long way to... Um, helping spread some great stories coming out of our design community in Aotearoa, New Zealand. So for now, kakite, and we'll see you all soon. Kia ora. <laughs>